0: Hello, everybody, and welcome. Good morning. Happy Thursday for those that are here live. Happy whatever day a week it is for you. For those that are here, whenever you are here, wherever you're hearing it. Thank you so much for being on. We've been on this kick for the wall. Yesterday, we spoke mm-hmm. about this concept of doing versus commentating, and what we were, where we're at, if I remember is we are in the football field and when you look up into the stands, you see a booth of, you know, at least in my mind, two adult men commentate, commenting on the the plays taking place on the field with all the sophistication of instant replay around them, going back years if they need to, predicting, projecting, speculating, remembering, and then if you look down it, there's a whole group of people on the field that are trying to do something very physically challenging that don't have an ounce, an ounce of brain power left over to comment on it. And what we're trying to do now is identify these two parts of ourselves. And the reason is because if we can't create a distinction, we can't use them. You know, one of the hardest parts of life is the idea of wearing multiple hats. It's a very complicated game. Knowing how to take off a hat and to live fully in another hat for the period of time that it is necessary. The world has merged into itself. So if you have a job and you go home, it's hard to remember that you're just not working now. Now you're home. And if you are blessed with a family and then you go to work, it's hard to remember that you're not you're not in your, with your family now. Of course, there's crisis, but just regularly. You're not like bored for three minutes of like you call to check into your family. No, it doesn't really work like that. I know people think that it does, but it doesn't. You can call on a break, you can call in the car, but like if you're bored and work for 15 minutes, the answer isn't, let me just call my wife or husband or sister and just to say hello, you're on the clock, someone's paying your salary, you're working now. And sometimes the 15 minutes of boredom is exactly where you find the creativity for the project that you're struggling with. It doesn't mean you can't take care of your family. I hope you understand. Sometimes when you are in prayer mode, you're not in working mode. And so understanding the concept of being fully present wherever you are. We spoke about this months ago with the idea of the thresholds, if you remember. It's like wearing a different hat. The hardest part of this game is actually not putting on the hats the hardest part of this game is actually creating the distinction. People have never taken the time to understand what a boundary looks like. So they don't have one. So how do they know when to pull up the borders? Like seeing your mind as a country and if you will, your conscious thought or your eyes or your whatever as the borders, like that's, What? What does that even mean? Uh, I have no borders. Whatever comes in, comes in. Whatever I see changes my mood. I'm always blended into everything else. I don't have distinctions. Distinctions are the hardest thing. Hardest thing. Right? In Hebrew, this is called havdalah. Those who are familiar with Shabbat, havdalah is how we end shabbat but really havdalah is hebrew for distinction lahavdil to distinguish havdalah is the ceremony that distinguishes shabbat from weekday but really it's distinction i just recently was talking to somebody he reminded me of this incredible thing and i'll share with you this concept in fact, on Saturday night, when you pray the evening service, you add a blessing in the evening service. You add a couple of words that is almost like the precursor to the Havdalah service. You put, if you will, the service of Havdalah in the silent amida, And the, the blessing that you choose from the 19 is the blessing of wisdom. We thank God for wisdom every day when you pray. It's the fourth. It's the first blessing outside the, we have this three that start, and then you get into like the middle area. And that the first one is wisdom and we stick it in there. And the reason that rabbis teach us is because the ability to distinguish is actually the essence of wisdom. And We've talked about this a million times on the show. Wisdom is connected to distinction. To distinguish between what something is and isn't is wisdom right when you sit down with somebody and you're and it's a doctor and you're like i'm coughing a doctor could distinguish between this cough and that cough when somebody sits with um a, a home builder and goes i want a nice home well he could distinguish between this wood and that wood this group and that. a financial expert can distinguish between a good investment a bad investment to a regular person, everything's a good investment. But to a, 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 a someone who's spent a life in it, right? I, I told you my stint in writing this script years ago. So when you sit with these experts that are real experts in, in scripts and stories, they can distinguish between the a story that connects and doesn't. Most people have no idea why that is. They just sit in there, either moved or they're not moved. Experts know how to distinguish between even the moments. The more wisdom you have, the more distinctions you have. You can distinguish between things. When you, are, when you work on wisdom, you distinguish between parts of your own life if you look at your life and you can now start to distinguish between the player and the commentator, you are increasing the wisdom into who you are because you have part of you that is a player. You are doing things every day. And there's a party that's a commentator that's just commenting on what you're doing every day. And just, just trying to throw a barrier between those two is incredible. Because it increases your wisdom. It increases your ability to know what's what. Because if you didn't know that you had a player and a commentator, how would you know when to use each? How would you know when to say, I got it, but I got to mute the booth for a second. Like guys, enough. I get it. I know that you guys have instant replay. I know I failed at this like 10 times. I'm listening to the booth. I got it in my head. You know, like they wanted to like, you know, like every couple of years, or I guess it's going to get a lot more as time continues, like they want to put like a chip in your brain, you know, like all these like tech, you know, startup companies like want They have like this great idea. Let's put a chip in someone's head so that like we could, they could just like listen to the radio and, you know, get podcasting without even touching, you know, like every day, you know what I'm talking about? Like everyone's got this new idea Like everyone, and everyone else is like, are you out of your mind? And it's like six guys in Silicon Valley, like that's brilliant like, let's put a chip in someone's head and then they can control, you know, what they listen to. And everyone else is like, nah, I'll just put the thing in my ear. Like, just don't put any chips in my head. You know what I'm I'm talking about? Like anyone who follow this whole world? Like, I have an idea. Let's put like a chip in someone's hand so that we'll know what vaccine. You're like, don't put a chip in my, my hand. Like, just leave. I'll just sign a document. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like relax everybody like i don't know what's going on in like silicon valley everybody but just take a take a breather you're not putting a chip in my head i'll just i'll put the i'll put the airpods in my ears and i'll press on on my phone like we're good you know what i'm talking about truth is we have a chip in our heads it's our commentator we have a booth we have a we have a a running show it's a commentary it's a 24-hour show and it's commenting all the time And sometimes we got to be able to say like yeah, I'm good. Just just stop talking for a second, guys. Like or ladies, whatever, whoever's in your head. But if we wouldn't even know that we can do that, we're never gonna do that. If we don't even know that we can hit mute, or we can just they can just be talking in the background. And there's another person called the doer, called the player that we can go to, then we'll never we'll never know that. And in many ways that was going on in my head in that circle. And I did the, I broke, after I broke the board, I I went back actually with two boards because I wanted that, that distinction to be even greater in my head. I wanted to have that moment. So as soon as I broke the first board, I was like, okay, that that was fairly easy. I think the boards are what's a little thin. So I went out and I went to the, to the, to the pile of boards. And I actually took two boards and I went back to the guy. I'm like, okay, now I got to break two boards. And the reason is because I wanted this. I wanted this. I wanted to hear in my head the fight. Because I wanted to work on it. And sometimes the way you work on your life is by going through your life. So when you're standing in the middle of 30 people and everyone broke a board. You, again, I don't know if everybody agrees with this, but like for the alphas out there, You know, you better break that board. Like, there's no turning back. You don't come out of that circle, my friend, and be like, well, you know, I did a cost benefit analysis in my head, and like, there's a 1% chance of breaking my arm, and I'm just not going to take it. Like, that, that doesn't happen. You break the board. You break the board, or at least you try. So, in my head, I got my commentators being like, are you sure? You never broke boards before. You're not a martial arts guy. You broke a board once in your life, like 40 years ago, not 40, but maybe 20. And what do you get if you break it? And why should you do it? I I got the booth. And sitting in that that circle, what dawned on me was I'm never going to win with those guys. Like, I'm never going to like convince them. I'm never going to convince my commentator booth, my brain, if you will, I should do it because my brain, my brain only knows the history. Remember, your brain is neuroplastic. Your brain only knows what it knows. Your brain only is what it was. Your brain doesn't have a future. If you use imagination well enough, it does, but okay. Your brain, when it gets into a circumstance, only knows what happened yesterday because it's neuroplastic. So my brain really doesn't know anything about breaking boards because my brain and the commentators in my brain only know instant replay, And I can't convince these guys. I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're better with your commentator booth, but sometimes I can't convince my guys. They just keep on going. They just keep on going. They never stop. Really. Rarely do they stop, and the way you deal with your commentator brain is sometimes you say, "I got it." You guys keep on talking; it's cool. I'm just not going to listen because I'm a player now. I'm sitting on the on the offensive line in front of fifty thousand people. I, I, I don't I don't have time to put the the commentator commentation the commentary in my ear like the players don't have in their ears like you know they're not patched into the booth they're just too busy playing and there are times in life where you got to be like yeah i don't i don't know you're right i got it i'm it's not going to work out i got it no no i got it i don't care i don't care <laughs> i got it i got to play i got to play you don't know everything commentators you don't. All you know is yesterday, I got to play and I got to see what happens. And I got to put every a bit of my energy into that plane. And in a small moment, that's what happened. Now, this is a small little moment for those that are with me, but it's just a metaphor, but it was always intended to be a metaphor. When you go away for three days to a hotel in Orlando, you're just building metaphors. We know that's not real life. You're building a metaphor. And the metaphor of standing in the middle of the circle with a board in front of you, in our case, a wall in front of you, is the recognition that I have to put on a new hat. A new hat is the doer, the new hat is the player. I just got to go for it. I've already decided beforehand that this was the right move. I don't need the commentators to, to be with me right now. Now this is hard. This is hard because you got to do this carefully. If you didn't know thinking beforehand, you can't do it. But if you thought about it and now you're in it, and now you're scared, all that's going to happen is the boost can be like, Oh, don't do it. So in that circle, That's what I was hearing. And so I knew that there was nothing about my brain that was going to help me except for going through the board. So I stopped thinking. And all I did was focus. And whether my brain said good idea or bad idea, all I was doing is saying, I'm getting through that board. That's what I did. Thank God. With every bit of my might, with every bit of my power, all I did was try to put my hand through that board. And when both boards cracked in half, there was a brief moment of exhilaration because it's exhilarating to push past your perceived limitations. Once we start to remember the exhilaration of pushing past our limitations and we can go there, what ha- watch how this works. Where most of us live because we're so insecure and self-conscious is we do something hard. It's never perfect. And we harp or remember the imperfections. Or right away, even if it was perfect, we remind ourselves that it wasn't special, right? You break the board. You have a second of exhilaration. Then you look and go, big deal, big deal. Either I didn't fully crack it or that guy broke it into three. I only broke it into two. Or like, what's the big deal? Everyone else broke the board too. Like, this is like standard insecurity, not enoughness, like I'm not enough is so powerful that even when you prove to yourself that you are enough, it reminds you that you're not as much as you think. Like, relax. I know you did it. Like, congratulations. So look around, everyone else did it too. So take a deep breath. Or it wasn't so great, right? Which now brings us into a world where we need other people to remind us how good we are. You ever do this? You ever have like, you ever do something hard or great and you're done with it and you don't feel like you're really enough, either it wasn't perfect or other people do it or whatever. So like you, you try to fish for compliments for somebody else, you know, I had a tough day and I did this and you're waiting to be like, you did that. That was great. Or you, you need, why do we need people to compliment us? Because we have the, I'm not enoughness. We can't even enjoy the victories. We can't even enjoy the exhilaration. We can't even finish something and stop for a second and go, that was awesome. Thank you, God, for giving that to me. It's me and you, right? You can't even sit for a moment. Although we believe that it was God that put the energy in us. We're not separate from God. But the godliness from within and the godliness, that's all us, so to speak, even though God's outside us but just having a moment, let's say with you and God, just you and God alone and go, wow, you gave that to me. Wow, I pushed myself and did that. Just that quiet, personal moment to reinforce in our minds the exhilaration of overcoming a perceived limitation. Because if you don't do that, your brain doesn't remember that. So the next time you're at a wall, it doesn't have any neuroplasticity that says, no, go through it. Trust me, this is going to feel good on the other side. But when you take a second to be grateful that you did it, I don't mean to be arrogant. I mean to be grateful. God gave you the energy to do that. And you pushed yourself and you did it. You take a second to just be in that moment you now build a neuroconnection connection between fighting the wall and exhilaration. That connection between wall and perceived exhilaration becomes the beginning of a whole new group of neuroconnected neuro neurons that when you get to a wall, you say, wait, wait. On the other side is exhilaration. All right, we'll talk about this. It's already, it's already 920. All right, everybody. Oh, thanks so much for being here. Um, think about this today a little bit. Think about just for a second. Think about the times where you did something you didn't even give yourself a second to enjoy it. It's even something small, you did something. You didn't even give yourself a second to enjoy it. As they say, there's no mitzvah in that. There's no. We're not better people because we can't enjoy the, the gifts that were given to us. Think about that for a second. How many times in your life did you do something that was micro great and you didn't even give yourself a chance to enjoy it? That may be why we hate going to the wall because we don't have the neuro connections to what we're getting when we cross it. All right, we'll talk about it. We can do this forever. We can talk all day with God's help. Okay. Manana, with God's help. Thank you for being here with God's help. I can't wait to see you again tomorrow. Have a great day.